Hello, and welcome to the MCAP Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hello, I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today we're joined in studio with Matt Townsend from Judge Bri- Jug Bridge Brewery, who I think for one more week will retain the title of Frederick's newest brewery. Um, I, can you... Can you consider Smoketown Creekside new? Kind of, but not really. But anyway, thank you to the studio, Matt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, you've been open. You open. I'm not even going to guess because I'll be quite wrong. So <laughs> like, we uh, we opened up June 1st. I was going to say summer. See, I actually would have been right for once. Um, so in June. And you're in an easy to find spot for any... Um, frederick locals and even people come to frederick for beer you're in old mother's original brewery correct um we'll talk about that a little bit later but first i want let's just learn a little bit about you okay what uh what's your background what were you doing before jug bridge how did you get into brewing um well i guess my story pretty much starts off with like everybody else uh started off in the basement sort of um i've always had a passion for for beer in itself um, I just, I don't know, something about it, I love it. Um, and uh, years ago, before Flying Dog bought them out, I worked for the Frederick Brewery Company. Okay. What did you do for them? Um, at, at the time, I was in the packaging section of it, um, but there was a team of us that were looking into getting into the actual brewery facility. Um, we had we were talking with, uh, I forget his last name, but Will. He's the owner over at Austin Brew Works. Okay. Um, used to work with him, and, uh, you know, we we were looking into going in there and then a couple weeks later as we're starting to make that transition uh we shut shut facilities down early we're told to come in early in the morning so we were like that doesn't sound good (laughs) it's yeah it's not typically a good sign yeah so uh unfortunately that pretty much ended my commercial brewing experience um however i kind of you know i've I've been in and out of the facilities all the time. I got a lot of friends that are in the industry. Um, my good buddy, Steve, um, he he f- actually first started off at Flying Dog, then moved on to Left Hand, and now he's back over at Monocacy as a seller manager. And, you know, we, we're good friends. We, we love tossing back and forth uh, stuff, and he helps me out a lot. So um, same with John Burroughs. I mean, that guy is just phenomenal. Well, he's as far just as, everywhere. Yeah, he's no, like he is. Nomad now. <laughs> he is. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. Uh, it's amazing. Every almost every picture out there, it's like he's somehow in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is true. You could it's like um, any like actually it's not even just Frederick. Any brewery in Maryland, yeah. it's like a where's John photo. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, he's great. He's uh, he's been very instrumental in in, in stuff and in getting me started. And um, you know, Michael Michael also over at Idiom was also a big help. I mean, the whole Frederick the whole Frederick crew has been so awesome. I mean, it really has made a great home for me because, you know, I, this is my town. This is where I grew up, and I really love to see how it's turned into. It's, it's, it is great. So the when um, Flying Dog bought out Frederick Brewing Company, did they let it? Was everyone let go? Not you, a, no, uh, not everybody. There were a few people. I obviously was one of them just due to the fact that they were bringing in uh, more um, – more expertise, you know, uh, uh, experience and stuff like that, that, uh, unfortunately I just wasn't there. Yeah. So I'm not saying that I was, you know, incapable of doing the job. It's just, they had more experience. They were, you know, that's what they were paid to do. So what are you going to do? Yeah. That must've been a weird time. Cause there were, although we've talked to a few people now that, left like at the announcement or left shortly afterwards so that, that probably was a really weird transition because they weren't buying it to really take over the brand and use it they were buying it just because they wanted the facility for the most so part was, yeah um they found that they were they were distributing a lot of beer out of that that facility and it was just a win-win situation i mean you're talking right off of 95 81 you know you can get up and down the east coast yeah. real quick so it was just it was obviously a win-win situation for them. So, so did you did, have you professionally brewed anywhere before Jug Bridge, or was it just basement experimentation? Technically, no. Okay. <laughs> Technically, no. Um, I've you know I've 
I had my hands in some places where, okay. you know, I've thrown some TC fittings on and stuff like that. But, you know, technically, no. Um, but it's been basically on my basement on a 10-gallon uh, system, um, you know, all stainless steel, everything. So so how the first time you home brewed, how did it turn out? Uh, it We tried to drink it. <laughs> we drank most of it uh, just because it was, you know, it was beer that we made. Um you know, as time progressed, it got better and better. You know, our our we started learning more and more. Uh, the next thing you know, we were doing full grain mashes and and um, you know, really understanding how the the fundamental uh, idea behind fermentation really works and doing you know ferment temperature fermentation control and all that stuff. So it just everything just skyrocketed from there. So so you have like jacketed tanks in your basement and. <laughs> Or by temperature, like, do you do the refrigerator on a thermostat type thing? No, actually, I got a uh, stainless steel conical and wrapped a copper coil around it. Okay. And, um, pumped. So you were all in. Yeah. <laughs> it was a homemade version of a jacketed fermenter. Okay. And it did really well work. So. That's, yeah. I, I, um, I reached the point of this is a lot of work and a lot of time. And it's a lot easier just to go somewhere and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just my inherent laziness that it's uh, all good. And I I don't I mean some of the beer I made was decent, but I didn't feel like it was ever amazing. And then I just would every once in a while go hang out with someone at their house while they were home brewing because then it's a lot easier to Oh yeah, no that's just, like, oh I gotta go home now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a lot more fun. Go drink their beer, let them screw it up, so <laughs> So how um how long had you been home brewing before you decided that you wanted to open a brewery? Or like, was this always a dream of yours or this is basically, you know, to be honest, this has always been a dream of mine. Um, while we were brewing before really brewing, I mean, one of the first tours I took over at the, uh, Lingenor winery, you know, I was standing there looking at these vats and I nudged my buddy Steve and was like, Hey, you know, we could, I'm not saying that we're going to go into winery, but Hey, we could do this. Like, let's seriously think about this. Um, you know, that was several years ago. We actually had an opportunity. We started moving forward with it. Um, but unfortunately the person that we were working with kind of decided not to go in our direction. It just, it, it was, it actually worked out for the best. I think, um, our friendship and stuff, uh, you know, grew better because of it. Um, so I would say that, you know, Hey, it is what it is. Uh, so you, you were going to, you were considering open a winery, or uh, a brewery, not a, a brewery. A brewery with yeah. That? It, uh, it's always been a dream of ours, uh, to open up a brewery. Um, so just had finally had the opportunity to do it and just took it. Um, but yeah, for the last 10 years, 10 plus years, I've been brewing beer. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't say, I mean, if you were open a winery and that fell through and it, no big deal, it's <laughs> definitely the better liquid. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, definitely agreed. Um, I actually, for one, don't particularly like wine. Yeah, I'm not a. I I found through doing this and having a couple wineries on, and I found an appreciation for some kinds, and and I think it's more as I've started to like sour beer much more. I feel like that was kind of a gateway to liking wine or some wines. I still try most of them and don't like them, but before I started gravitating more towards sour beers, I couldn't stand wine at all. Okay, and my white and. It's not because I hadn't tried a lot. Like my wife loves wine, so I would try it every once in a while. But for the most part, it's garbage, and I'll stick with uh, beer and spirits. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, amazingly enough, uh, what's nice about sours is when you do find people that are are more into drinking wine and stuff. You can you can use that as a base because uh, you know the acidity level matches that of wine. So you know it's it's easier to sell that to those type of people. Um, but there's not that many in the drinking world or yeah. in the beer drinking world. So um, eventually one of these days I'm going to get a sour out there. Uh, but right now we're, we're I have a, uh, um, it's called a wedding, it's called wedding grisette. It's actually a uh, raspberry grisette. So it's got some really nice tartness to it, but it still tastes like a beer. I'm wondering, um, cause it seems like a lot of people who don't like craft beer, they'll always cite the bitterness of it. Cause they, someone handed them an ipa probably and they just think all craft beer is bitter um but that's in that 
would probably be a good gateway to although i mean just the hazy ipa that just tastes like orange juice would also work to bring those people into the fold too or a super fruited laden kettle sour yeah um i mean the the raspberry grisette is become a really big hot seller we actually have a customer that wants to sell it at their wedding or not really sell it but host it at their wedding oh nice so um so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're trying to figure out what the best avenue is for it. If, if it's going to be, we're going to sell them to some growlers or see if we can hook them up with a keg. But, you know, it's just we'll have to see the logistics and what they necessarily want. Okay. So um, I don't, don't want to push a keg on yeah. them where they're like, well, we just, we just only wanted a few. So. Yeah. We only wanted like five, uh, five pints of it. <laughs> so, yeah. So that that's um, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. It you know about it is just it's a lot of people like it it's really easy to drink grisettes are a popular style now yeah it, it seems that i'm uh actually i don't it's embarrassing to say but i don't even know if i truly know what a grisette is it's um so it's it's a cross between a farmhouse ale and a saison just with less horse blanket uh, that's why i don't care about them because some of i Okay, I do know now, and that's why I just put it into my head as a style I don't like, because I hear Saison, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Saison, for some people, are, are tough. So, right, We're going to take a real quick break uh, for uh, thanking uh, sponsor time. Uh, that was probably the most awkward way, but uh, we're going to take a real quick break. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, on spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? So where did the name Jug Bridge come from? It's, okay. I mean, if you're in Frederick, it's probably semi-obvious to people. Although, I don't... Actually, I don't know that a lot of people do know that that's an, the name or a thing over there. So I'll let you explain. Yeah, amazingly enough, there isn't a whole lot of people really know what the monument really is or where it came from. They just know, hey, look, there's something old and historic and you know that's that's about all it is so um so interestingly enough uh years ago um you know prior to civil war they built a bridge across monocacy um and the people who built it uh decided to place this monument in front of it um and it was it's in the shape of a demijohn which is a fermentation vessel so i didn't know that part of it yeah, so amazingly enough, um, Frederick has always been synonymous for something, you know, some kind of beverage, uh, whether it be distilled, brewed, or, or what have you. Um, we were the biggest uh, rye, rye whiskey dist uh, distiller and distributor, you know, pre-prohibition. Um, at the Maryland as a whole or Frederick specifically? Uh, Frederick... Maryland as a whole, but as well as Frederick, okay. a lot of it from, from my understanding, a lot of it came out of Frederick. Um, it's just the way it is. Uh, but Maryland as a whole used to be the biggest, uh, yeah, I knew Maryland rye grower. Cause I know, um, cause there was a whole area called like Brewers Alley got its name from, there was an area where there were several mm -hmm. breweries named and they just named it Brewers Alley. So that that's where the name Brewers Alley comes from. So yeah, Frederick has always been synonymous for something, you know, distilled, brewed, or whatever. So um, it's the first thing that you saw entering into the city, crossing over the Monarchy. Um, excuse me. So we're technically at the moment the first brewery coming into town on the National Park. Um, there's even, you know, where it's it's a historical road. Um, so we wanted to maintain some of the his history to it. Um, you know, again, this is this was a brewery that was developed for Frederick. You know, it wasn't necessarily out of a, uh, personal, um, personal aspiration. Just, I love beer. I love brewing beer. I love where it's going. And I just, I want to maintain something to Frederick and, you know, whether 
whether or not this business takes off and goes into you know some great great ways but uh you know i always just wanted to maintain some kind of history or you know make it make it for frederick so it makes even i i assumed that it was always just because you were close to where jug bridge was i had no idea that that jug was a historical fermentation vessel so that's cool yeah um but jug bridge is no longer there right Correct. Or it's not you is it the one that's is it still there and not used, or it's not there at all anymore? It's, it, the the footers for it are still standing. Okay. You can, if you want to go trespassing, you're more than welcome to. You can still go visit the uh, um, the the old uh, f- the footings and stuff that are on on the embankments and stuff. And in fact, actually, um, down by the driving range on seventy five, um, or the seventy five and eighty driving range, if you go down the hill, the old toll house is still standing. That you know that house was the the proprietor that, that looked over the bridge and stuff like that. So um, you know s- there are still some things about it that are still standing, but okay. unfortunately, um, you know the bridge was designed and developed for horse and buggy. So when trains came along, or uh, I'm sorry, when when automobiles came along, um, you know it just it wasn't able to withstand that kind of weight and impact. So over time, between the flooding that it just deteriorated and eventually they rebuilt another bridge and i don't know the full story on the second bridge i just know that it was shut down in, in like 1980 or something well, like I that. i think that was it had something to do with route 70 and the changing of flow of interstate travel or that but once again, I'm going to stop talking because I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> it's I all just good. Know, I, I know it's not used. Yeah. And now it's just a bunch of graffiti and people trespass on it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so now there's there's obviously the, the main bridge that everybody crosses now. But um, but yeah, the footings are still there. You can still, if you're obviously more than welcome to go trespass, you can go see it and stuff <laughs> and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's it just, it is what it is. But the... The monument is the original one from mm-hmm. when it was the Jug Bridge, which was moved up. Now it's along. Is that still Route Forty? That no, it's one. It's one forty four. One forty four. Um, and your your logo. It was designed by Melissa Carr. Yes. Correct. Okay. Thank goodness. Um, I'm on a roll today of being right. There you go. Or at least for things that haven't been able, you can't verify to be wrong. Um, who is Frederick's own celebrity beer? illustrator yeah no she is she's she is um fantastic uh you know when i contacted her she came up with a few different ideas and you know what 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 we have now was exactly what i was kind of envisioning so i just said mel that's perfect let's go for it um so you're located at um old mother's previous location what made you decide to use that spot um so believe it or not Mm, there was a person that I was going into this with as a partner. Um, he has another business, so he just kind of maintained what he was doing. Um, but he basically said, Hey man, there's an opportunity for you to take over this location. He didn't actually specify where it was. He just gave me an address. So when I showed up, I was like, uh, are you guys shutting down or what's (laughs) up? And so they're like, no, we're moving. So I was like, Oh, fantastic. That's, that's awesome. And, uh, I was like, Hey, do you care if I open up a brewery? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, they were like, yeah, go for it. Um, you know, I was looking into different locations. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, I tried to buy the building that's right across from, uh, the sky stage. It's there. It's, it was the original old train station. It, okay. uh, it's just a little tiny old old yellow building that's decrepit and everything. <laughs> Perfect um, for a brewery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was actually looking into buying it, but uh, unfortunately somebody else bought it out. Oh, okay. But uh, that, you know, at the time there was contract brewing still in place for Maryland, so I was looking into doing like a little one-barrel system but then contract most of the, the beer out. Um, thankfully we didn't go with that, or that actually went out under me because uh, – I would have had to change paces immediately during construction because that's when the laws changed. So that would have never worked. So I'm glad that's that didn't work out. Um, it just it really all kind of turned into timing and uh, the opportunity. So um, otherwise, I was you know I was looking at all kinds of different spots. So but it just it just worked out. Is the 
it it's all different like the um the bar and everything is it the same bar or is it the is did you put put a new one in yeah we actually we built a new bar okay good that's i don't have to apologize when we flipped it over and kind of broke the one that was there exactly the, yeah on, i was about to say that's on the last day that they were open yeah <laughs> um i actually i was going to show up that night but uh fortunately i just couldn't make it um that was a fun night i heard <laughs> i know brian told me that they had a good time so um so we so yeah we built a new bar um we put some fresh paint on the walls um that's pretty much about it um the brewery section of of the place was most of the work um we put in full epoxy floors we put we we bought a full three barrel system you know it's just a whole nine yards so um now we actually have glycol jacketed fermenters doing full temperature controlled uh fermentation and beers turning out great and um let's take uh, another quick break and because i i I do want to talk about your beer a little bit the one you brought is absolutely delicious so we'll talk about your philosophy behind like what what type of brewery you want to be what you want to make all the all those fun things the uncapped podcast is brought to you by district east a lot of friday and saturday afternoons you'll find me at district east for their weekly beer tastings district east is part of the local beer community and they get limited releases and exclusive beers that are hard to find anyplace else this is why i chose district east for the release of my collaboration beers One of my favorite things to do at District East is building a custom six-pack. With over 900 beers on their shelves and new beers every week, District East is a great place to find beers I love and to discover new and hard-to-find ones. They also have eight beers on tap for crowler and growler fills, and they have kegs to go. District East is located on North East Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. So this is what we're drinking is Dank Cloud Nine, yep. which is a great name. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I love this beer. It is super good. Um, good. This would this is perfect for um, was the meme I saw that we're. Uh, that this is a uh, beautiful weather for july 71st so this is a great beer for drinking during maryland's third or fourth summer <laughs> get it yeah um so it what um i don't know how to phrase this question i guess like what what type of brewery are you do you want to be like um more of like I would say your hype styles, or do you lean more towards traditional, um, or is it all hazy IPAs, kettle sours? Although you just said your raspberry grisettes, one of your most favorite. So I think that kind of answers this question. But I'll let you answer it in your words. No worries. Um, so basically, the aspiration is just to have good beer. You know that that's really what it's all about. Um, I'm not. That's really, usually a good goal for a brewery. Yeah, um, I'm not really subjecting myself to a particular style. Um, you know, it's it's kind of across the board. Uh, I love them all. I can't say that I gravitate. Everybody always asks me what's my favorite. It's like I, it's all in what mood I'm in. Honestly, uh, you know, during the day I love drinking the raspberry grisette. Or something that's got a little bit of tartness or a little bit of sourness to it, but uh, you know, as you transition in through the day towards the evening, sometimes it starts c- turning into the IPAs. But then, you know, evening time with dinner and stuff, I love my stouts. You know, those just for some reason they're just brilliant with a good good meal. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, as far as what kind of brewery I am, it's. It's kind of tough to say. Um, so actually, I guess a better way to phrase the question would be: Do you plan on have? Do you have like a a stable, constant selection of beers? Like a lot of, I guess, core brands that people are, can always look forward to having, or is it a rotating tap where you, it's always something new? That's um, a better way to phrase the question, I think. Okay. Um, so I definitely want to maintain a few flagships. 
that you know you will always have on tap that people will always gravitate towards and enjoy um i have an oatmeal stout that became apparently a fan favorite uh i i do have an irish stout on tap but between the two apparently everybody's liking the oatmeal stout so we're gonna bring that back um the mile marker which is my hazyish ipa uh the only reason why i say that is because it's it has the same most mostly the same color as this but it's much clearer a little bit hold that up a little higher yeah it's it's uh it's a little bit more copper um but uh it's a lot of people really like it and originally when i first brewed it it was more on the session strength um but over the next few batches i really dialed in dialed in my efficiency and and found some of the flaws and what i was doing and and really improved what i you know the overall um um the overall um you know the whole brewing process so that way you know i'm getting more out of it so um mile markers become a huge favorite that that's generally always going to be there um and then same thing with the raspberry grisette yeah, i'm going to try to main that maintain that on tap for the most part um probably in the winter time you may not see it but uh you know come springtime all the way through the you know full summer season and and into the fall we'll we'll at least try to maintain that do you make that with a puree or an extract um it's it is with a puree um it's uh comes from organ uh, fruit purees uh so it's it's basically 40 pounds of uh raspberry that's a lot of raspberry in a in a three barrel batch it is uh you know it's one of those you use it or lose it um so i just kind of was like let's use it (laughs) and uh it it actually turned out really good so i was like let's do it again um do you gravitate more towards the lower abv yes abv beers as a okay yeah um my pumpkin we'll see how it turns out i do have a pumpkin ale that's going to be coming out soon um is it just because you used pumpkin or does it have all the typical pumpkin spice and stuff in it we we i did add pumpkin spice and everything to it uh we'll see how it turns out probably gross then (laughs) sorry i i i uh and and i feel like like that person whenever i talk about how much i hate pumpkin beer but i also hate pumpkin pie and i've always hated pumpkin pie and i hate anything pumpkin flavored (laughs) so that just carries on to my hatred of pumpkin beer not because it's cool to hate pumpkin beer but because it's disgusting no i get it um I mean, I love pumpkin pie. Don't get me wrong. I do, it's but gross. I'm not it. <laughs> uh, it's, I can't say that pumpkin beer is my favorite. I'm doing if it. If you put enough whipped cream on pumpkin pie so that that's all you can taste, then yeah, pumpkin pie is good. Okay. <laughs> um, so my, I, you know, my, obviously everybody's projection is, is to have a pumpkin pie in a can. Yeah. You know, that's, that's everybody's projection. So obviously I'm you know trying to do the same thing we'll see how it turns out i'm hoping it'll it'll be a complete sham so i don't have to do it again uh because it was definitely a late night brewing that thing i wish oh, i had i think i took a picture of it i have um have you ever used taver Mm-mm. so they're they're like, uh, an easy way to kind of like trade beer and by trade i mean you give them money and they send you beer from all over the place but okay they um they sent me some beer and one of them it's a pumpkin beer I'm actually willing to try and mm. keep an open mind about because it's it's by Drecker no 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 it's not Drecker uh, damn it the photo is too small um but it's a milkshake IPA okay it's a pumpkin IPA but it's a milkshake one so it's got vanilla and lactose and everything in it so I don't think it has any I mean, it's probably got some of the spices in because it wouldn't really make sense to just be pumpkin. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this will almost be the equivalent of putting on so much uh, Cool Whip or whipped cream that uh, it doesn't taste disgusting. I get it, yeah. So I am willing to give this one a shot. But other than that, I avoid. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're trying to appease the crowd and at least do a pumpkin, pumpkin beer. Um, so that's coming up. Um, and there are plenty of people who love them. Yeah, so no, there is. I'm not going to completely knock everyone, but um, and it's you drink disgusting beer if you like. <laughs> to each his own. 
to each his own. I know my, Mike, you, you, met up early, you mentioned earlier from Idiom, his pumpkin porter sold really quick. Had it? Yeah, and I think it's I think it's just because on the bottom he had when it was canned the like with the time code and stuff he put basic bitch as the <laughs> the phrase that's added on with it. Oh, that's funny. I actually haven't been over there in a while. Um, I uh, we so so you missed Fox in the Hen House. No, actually oh, I did. Okay. I did get I did get a, that was good by the way. Um, I did get a pint of of that. Uh, gosh, when was that? That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, actually, it has been a while since that was out. Um, but I did pop over there right when he did that can release. And I think I was dropping off kegs. And I had a quick pint and was like, oh, this is good. So, I mean, he does do everything over there. It's phenomenal. Uh, Michael definitely hit it out of the park. He, uh, yeah, he's got a great location. Um, the, the patio the patio seating i mean he definitely did a really good job over there so yeah and then that the expansion off to the into the next space is going to be a next level yeah uh if he's still doing it i mean i don't want to say too much but supposedly it's going to be a sour house so no um, he's not doing oh it's not going to do it anymore oh okay all right see i haven't talked to him in a while (laughs) it sucks i gotta get i gotta get over no it'll be additional seating oh okay all right, cool. Oh, I mean, unless it's changed again. <laughs> Who knows, man? Um, you know, everybody changes. It's Ad- Attaboy's doing the Sour House. Oh, okay. How's that going? I haven't, again, I, I don't get how, <laughs> I work too much. I really do work way too much. Uh, um, I mean, we recorded an episode about it, but how long has it been, Graham? Six weeks? Yeah, at least. <laughs> quite some time ago and they're just they're not ready to really talk a lot about it so we haven't released the uh the episode yet so you can find everything out about it at some point in the future whenever you see episode 150 something ish okay (laughs) talking about the attaboy barrel room okay great i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it i remember when they first opened up talking to brian and they said that that was their projection that was their goal to open up that backspace as a, a sound. Oh, no, house. this is a completely separate. Oh, separate. Bit. Yeah. It, it's a, uh, like another part of that building that's back behind where they are now. Oh, wow. God, this is this is how bad and out of touch I am. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you open a brewery. Yeah, I know it is. Um, and it doesn't help that, you know, I've, I'm still maintaining a full-time job. So it doing this on the side, I'm going to transition to it yeah. full-time. Um, but just for now, I still got to pay bills and and you know try to follow the dream so it's see how it goes uh, i'm trying to hope I'm, I'm trying to do my best to you know produce good beer and and you know well this one is really good well good that, and that is cloud dank cloud nine do you have a lot of this left or is this open not because um, actually because i can't make any promises <laughs> when this will be released so if you go to drug jug bridge you may or may not be able to get some bank cloud nine <laughs> um i'm hoping to actually i'm gonna do another run of this all right go to jug bridge brewery and get some bank cloud nine um so it should be on tap uh we still have a little bit of supply of it unfortunately we just sold out a few of our uh a few of our selections so technically as it stands right now before the weekend i only technically have three things on tap but before the weekend starts, we'll be back to at least four. Um, but, uh, yeah, so right now um, we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping to sell a lot of it. <laughs> uh, that That is also the number one goal for most breweries. <laughs> um, we're going to take one quick final break. Okay. Uh, and we get back um, I, in this time frame, I'll have to think of something else to talk about. Cheers. I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre hops and apple farm in Luckett's, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland and Leesburg, Virginia. With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events. Go to VanishBeer.com for information on everything they have to offer. So, so what's your day job? Um, so during the day, I'm an alarm technician. Okay. I'm that asshole that, that rings your fire alarm system in the middle of the day. I feel like we do that 30 times a year here. 
It seems not as bad lately, but I swear it seemed like every three weeks we would get an email to ignore alarms that they were testing. Yep. Is it are, are they tested that often, or yeah, were they just overkill here? It's 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 life safety. Um, unfortunately, you have to go through quarterly and yearly inspections and stuff like that. Um, Man, you're annoying. Sorry. <laughs> Um, it's a life safety thing. We're trying to, you know, make it so that in the, in the, you know, worst case bad scenario that this place is burning down, that we want to make sprinklers sure. The sprinklers will save yeah. us. <laughs> we want to make sure they work. Although um, I think, Graham, has there ever been an audible alarm any of those times that we get a thing about it being tested? Only when there's actual... But no, that was only when we've had like fire drills where we feel like oh, we're in elementary drills, school yeah. again. <laughs> no, I don't recall there ever being. But we, like, I feel like we were just constantly getting emails. Like, and, but the reason I hate them, so I work in the IT department. Okay. So then they always come and like, well, we want to test the system in the server. I'm like, no, no, I'm not flipping the breaker and hope that putting it in test mode doesn't shut everything down. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've never had to do anything that extreme. I'm just the guy that's blaring your horn and strobe. <laughs> See, when our, yeah, ours, ours don't go, ours don't go off. Okay. So is that, is that, I apologize to anyone listening to this cause they want to know about beer, but um, <laughs> is, is that because of the type of fire panel that a building has? Like if you, that you can, you can put you, it in test mode where, you know, at least a visual inspection of, of at least the strobes going off works. But um, yeah, you you can do that. Um, but there are plenty of panels out there that you cannot do that to. Okay. So yeah, like so at least we have one of those panels. Yeah, um, mostly your commercial buildings will generally have something that's that's a little bit more high end, so that way it's better for the offices. Mm -hmm. So you know you can still maintain a job while these things are going off. So my my office was recently moved into a con like that. Me and another guy share what was a conference room. So okay. it's awesome. The office is huge, but I. Th think that there is one of those alarm and strobes in my office now cl very close to me so i'm not looking forward to the next time that we have a an actual drill no that these offices don't like these were all just normal offices they don't have them um it's the no common more. spaces the common spaces are where where okay the those higher occupancy to, yeah um otherwise it has to be so many feet inside of like where your where where your office is where you have a larger area but then all the little tiny offices and stuff as long as there's one uh placed every so many feet in that common area then you're good okay and then as long as i'm almost also one of the i'm almost area. positive that where i am now we have an alarm in <laughs> our room so that's gonna be miserable all right so back to beer yeah i was gonna say back to beer enough enough about my <laughs> boring day job well but. i mean i just i like to ask that though because they're they're just seen and i would say that that fits into the the theme of like into somewhat engineering adjacent it involves electronics and wiring and stuff but they're they're just i, I just like to know what what people who have decided to open a brewery do because there's there's definitely um a very large proportion of those people that started in some sort of technology or finance seem okay. to be the two industries that people really come from okay um yeah i mean uh, you know as far as being an alarm technician it's taught me to troubleshoot really well um so whenever there's any kind of technical issue involved inside the brewery i can troubleshoot it pretty well um and yeah i mean it definitely helps, especially when things do go wrong, because they will go wrong. Yeah, I'll, I, that's also <laughs> something I routinely hear. So yeah, um, I mean, just uh, this past year, trying to dial in efficiency and, and getting things running the way it should be and and, and whatnot. Um, I definitely. So we're three barrel all electric brewery. Okay. Um, originally, that was the plan. Um, the the reason behind it was because it's just it was better available at the time it was cheaper equipment um but in the long run it obviously costs more because it's electric yeah <laughs> electricity is not cheap um so you know that was the plan 
and we're still sticking by it but i'm definitely learning that the electric side of things they work great um but it's electrical they're they're electronic components so they break down they have their finicky moments to them uh just like my bat my last issue where it sounded like there was a jackhammer going off in the side of my building oh geez what was so that? was it arcing or i'm not a hundred percent sure but from what was explained That's to never me never the words you want to yeah. hear when trying to troubleshoot an electrical problem <laughs> yeah um so but basically what was happening was is my my elements were vibrating and it was making the whole kettle shake which was not cool so when you have one of those moments, you're like, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> Is this place going to blow up? Yeah. So, um, you know, after troubleshooting it, we've, we dis- uh, I discovered that one of the solid-state relays were, was bad, um, and, as well as talking to the manufacturer and stuff, because that's what they hinted at. They were like, it either is a solid-state relay or it could be a wiring issue. So I was like, well, wiring can't be bad. <laughs> That I know. Um, that's my ex- expertise. That's kind of what I do. So the wiring definitely is good because um, I built the panel myself. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that I know was good. So after troubleshooting it, we're back in business. Things running like a champ. So hopefully maintains that way. But I'm looking into at least getting some spare parts so that way. Um, so if it goes down, I can quickly fix it. Uh, what size fermenters do you have? Three barrel. Okay, so you're just single batching into three barrel fermenters. Currently, yes. Um, I do. I am looking at getting two six barrel fermenters because they just barely fit back in that space. Um, if you ever come to our brewery, you'll you'll have to see the space. It's definitely not. Um, de- definitely not expansive by any means. It's <laughs> it's, it's tight. Um, old mother definitely used it to the extent that they could use it. Um, and I, and you know, I definitely commend them for, for originally brewing in there. It's, uh, it's a tight space. <laughs> it's definitely a tight space. Um, but you can definitely make it work. So do you have like in your five year plan, do you, do you plan on having to move out of that building or do you, we'll see. or is your plan to just stay around that size and. Um, and not need to grow. Oh no, my de- my my indefinite plan is to f- uh, to definitely grow. Um, you know, Frederick as a whole, um, you know, it's it's a great town. It's a fantastic town. There's a huge beer culture to it. Um, Some people would say that it might be the East Coast craft beer capital. There is an argument out there. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we. It, it's a strong town. Um, you know, it was interesting. I went to a improv show a couple of years ago and, you know, they, they start asking the audience questions on, on, you know, cause they use that for their show. So one of their first questions was, is, Hey, what, you know, we love, you know, we'd love to see what Frederick's known for. So what is Frederick known for? And what was the number one answer? Beer. I think a lot of people would want, want it to be agriculture, but I would also argue that it should be known for beer. So, um, obviously, and of course at the time, I think this was also before Attaboy was really open and, and pretty much the whole s- slew of the small guys, we, you know, Brewers Alley was still in place. Monocacy was there. Flying yeah. Dog was there. But basically the, the, the biggest name brand at the time was Flying Dog. So of course they were like, you know, well, what about, you know, beer, this and that. So obviously people threw out Flying Dog you know, and then craft, just craft beer in general. Um, there is a huge um, home brewing society in Frederick, believe it or Foam. not. Yes. Um, they're pretty big. Which I, I owe them having them on. I, I've been saying for a while now that I want to do a home brew episode, but okay. I, I just have not made that happen yet because I'm a bad person. Um, so, and it's, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, in my day job, some, sometimes I run across some, um, some customers who ask me personal questions and, you know, they're like, well, where are you from? And I'm like, Frederick. And the, and the instant instantaneous reaction is, oh, you must be a brewer. It's like, where'd you, it's wow. Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah. Okay. Yes, I am. I am. But okay. So Frederick is, I guess we must be a town of, of beer drinking fools so it's uh it's again it's fantastic i love it i love beer so 
um, you know, obviously, as long as we're all responsible about it, you know, we can still maintain this amazing gear culture that we do have here. So, which I don't know, have. Have you heard anything about barley and hops closing? Um, just kind of some hearsay here and there. That's what my the hearsay I'm hearing is that they closed in for good. Yeah. I just look on their Facebook page to see if there's anything, and it's still just the last post was that we're closed for the week. Yeah, I, I mean the hearsay is definitely. I mean, and it's credit. It's credible hearsay too. Um, that they're pretty much. We probably heard it from the same person. Probably. <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously Eric Gleason, he's moving over to Manor Hill. Yep. So, um, that's kind of that's probably an indication of what's really happening. So, um, it's a shame. It is Which, a, it, that the first part of that sentence was uh, is awesome because I. Uh, Eric is a great person, and oh, I he think is. he'll do a great job for Manor Hill. Oh no, he will. Um, he is. He's he's an asset. He really is. Um, you know, when I first heard that uh, he was possibly looking to move somewhere, um, you know, if timing would have worked out, I would have loved to have done an. Ex- obviously, if I was in the point where I could go towards expansion, I would have loved to see if he was interested because I I know he's an asset. So. Um, and his talents are just like, wow. So, um, yeah, he's going to do great over at Manor Hill. Uh, I look forward to seeing whatever he does over there. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately it sounds like, you know, barley and hops, maybe Dunsies. So, yeah, it's like I, the last post was September 23rd that they're going to be closed for a week. And they have not posted since then, so it's not looking good. No. Um, on happier news, yeah. Uh, so where can people find you and find out about what you have going on? Um, I'm at the brewery a lot. Um, between that, obviously my day job, or at home trying to take care of a two year old and you know supporting my wife and and you know as she supports me. So, um, you know it's it's a working relationship. So, um, which she is, she is great. She's been f- absolutely instrumental in on, you know, our success so far. It's, she is an amazing person. So, um, you know, my, all my, all family members actually right now, they've, they've been a huge support. Um, they, you know, they were there help painting, installing the equipment, putting up FR- FRP board, uh, breathing in asbestos, all that other stuff. So, <laughs> you know. So we all shared the pain and, and suffering. Um, there's no asbestos there. Yeah, no asbestos. I promise <laughs> there's no asbestos. That's it's a joke. That's just a joke. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, we, uh, yeah. So so are you at Jugbridge Brewing on all social media? Do you do you update everywhere? Or um, can people so get face- up-to-date info on? Definitely Facebook, Instagram. Um, working on getting a web page going. Um, I, that's something I've heard a lot of debate with breweries lately. Is it even worth having websites now? Like some people I've heard like get a bunch of feedback, like when they don't update enough. And then like some feel like no one ever looks at their website. They just look at Instagram and True. Facebook. True. I mean, between Instagram and Facebook and, you know, the constant focus on them, you know, it's just ins- instantaneous. Hey, this is our update. This is what's going on. So, correct. Nobody really pays attention too much to web pages and stuff anymore. Um, it's kind of one of those things where I've gotten a notification regarding Facebook and their um, their deciding factor on reducing the amount of alcohol publication that's that's going to be associated to Facebook. So after reading that, I've started to focus on the idea of at least getting a web page built. So, so that, the, that's mainly just for um, uh, the the headlines for that made it sound much worse than what's really happening. What they're really doing. It's okay. more um, people s- illegally selling beer okay. and like because my my first thought was like, well, that's great. That's one of the main ways that we promote Uncapped. Yeah, um, and and that's how I it, felt with too. But it, it, when I when I read 
more into it it wasn't as bad as what the headlines made it sound it was more of like trading and selling of beer online oh wow okay all right well well fantastic i mean i'll still maintain the facebook and instagram page um i just you know after reading that i was like okay but it also is never good advice to put all of your eggs in someone else's basket. Correct. So uh, I want to at least try to broaden my horizon. So at least that way, if, if people want to find out about us, they can ease in, you know easily Google and, and stuff like that. But I'm yeah. also discovering that you know without a web page, if you do Google us, we're not we don't pop up as quickly. So we've had a few instances where people have said, hey, I've typed in, you know, breweries near me or whatever, and our name doesn't pop up. And it's really odd because, you know, we're definitely on the list. Yeah. If you actually, you know, Google breweries, Frederick, Maryland or whatever, our our name does list, you know, as one of the breweries and stuff. But it's it's weird. Like there are certain instances where um, people will either Google search us or, you know, through a search engine of some sort and it just doesn't come up. So, um, you know from what i've been told is web pages help well, yeah it's the the whole algorithm the read the yeah there's all kinds of crap involved yeah in so that's not my expertise yeah. i'm only going by what people are telling me so i'm like all right so we'll get a web page going uh social media obviously is kind of our number one thing um just like everybody else and the brewery is so. located at 911 East Patrick Street. Yes. Great. If if you were ever at Old Mother's original location, that's where it is. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming out and telling well, us your you. story and sharing this absolutely delicious beer. Well, I cheers. I love this. Um, you have to do a shot with me. Okay. This, All right. Uh, that I just spilled on my laptop. That's great. Oh, man. All right. It's clean well, now. Let's... <laughs> I have a little bit in there. Um, this is a single malt whiskey made by McClintock Distilling oh, myself. That'll be out in December. Hopefully my laptop's not going to die. Oh, great. Um, I, haven't, I haven't tried any of their stuff in a while, so this is going to so be a treat for thank me. Thank you for coming out. Well, cheers. Thank, thank you. Thank you, uh, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.